Welcome to the first episode of Code with the Flow by Coding for Community. My name is Tanisha Naik, and I am the design director at C4C. I'm here with Madhu, our founder, Ian, our finance staff and volunteer manager, and Ryan, our workshop coordinator. So I want to start by asking a question to our founder on what Coding for Community is. Coding for Community is a fiscally sponsored 501c3 nonprofit. Our mission is to empower charitable causes with free apps and websites, and they often cannot afford expensive developers, so we do it for free. By doing this free service, we empower charities to continue making a difference to a greater extent. We also help individuals further explore their knowledge of computer science through various workshops. That sounds perfect. Um, I want to address our um, kind of our work environment and like organization within C4C. So do you want to talk about the different teams at C4C? Sure. So we have several different teams at Coding for Community, each of whom contribute um, some very valuable things to making our nonprofit run successfully. So going in alphabetical order, our first team is App Development. App Development focuses on developing apps, very self-explanatory, and they continue making iOS and Android applications for nonprofits who need them. Our second um, team is our community engagement team. They focus on developing a positive outreach and relationship with our community in general by focusing on various um, outreach initiatives such as a newsletter, um, etc. Another one of our teams is finance. They are basically focused on giving us sufficient sponsorships and grants in order to um, meet all of our expenses and continue functioning successfully. We also have design, which designs wireframes for our apps and websites, making it easier for the front end developers to do their job, as well as graphic design and taking charge of other initiatives like our podcast. We have our social media team who focuses on managing our Instagram and LinkedIn accounts, as well as our website occasionally. And we have our web development team, which is also very self-explanatory. They focus on coding websites for nonprofit organizations. And last but definitely not least, we have our workshop team, which holds, which holds um, various workshops in the field of computer science taught by our own volunteers. Perfect, that's a very detailed explanation about our different teams at C4C and how different volunteers can uh, interact with those teams to uh, uh, essentially work on projects um, for volunteer hours. So um, essentially, I wanted to talk about our different members who we have on our podcast and what their position and role is in C4C. Uh, I want to start with uh, Ryan. Okay, so I am the workshop coordinator for Coding for Community. And as workshop coordinator, I am in charge of scheduling workshops and ensuring that new workshops are created every month to be shown on our social media and on our YouTube page at Coding for Community. Volunteers in the workshop team are free to cr actually create their own workshops. So we encourage our volunteers to come up with their own ideas and follow the passions that they would like to pursue and to educate for others. And some of these subjects have included machine learning, 
and UI and UX development. And we're excited to see what new topics that our volunteers would like to explore. So we do encourage any volunteer, no matter how passionate they are about their subject, to come onto the workshop team because even if you don't know too much about your workshop subject, we encourage volunteers to do their research and really learn and explore their passions about that subject so that they could share it with others. Although we do ensure that the quality of our workshops is up to our standards and will make a good impact on our community in terms of education. Yeah, thank you for uh, talking a little, about, uh, a little bit about our workshop team. Um, how about, uh, let's, talk, uh, let's talk to Madhu about the role of a founder at C4C. Sure. So um, as a founder, I basically started coding for community um, a couple months back. The idea came to me back in February when I was first interning in a nonprofit and I witnessed a lack of technology. I ended up developing an app for them myself. And um, that was my inspiration to start C4C because I thought there would be more students like me and more nonprofits like Tia who would need help. Um, as an executive director, my role is just managing things at a high level and making sure that everything functions well by appointing board members, volunteers, and constantly implementing new operations to continue running smoothly. Thank you. Um, let's talk to Ian about finance. Hi, I'm Ian. I am one of the finance staff here at Cody for Community. In finance, we manage and all of the grants and, and sponsorships we get here at Cody for Community. We, I personally do grant writing, which means we submit grants such as the Amazon AWS and Sony grants. Being a part of finance, you help ensure Cody for Community is able to continue running. Thank you. Um, now, now I will kind of like introduce myself. I didn't really introduce myself in the beginning at all, but I am the design director and essentially my job is to manage user experience and user interface projects uh, within app and web development. I also get to communicate with my um, members of the design team and we brainstorm ideas of how we can improve C4C and um, create some community engagement projects as well as social media projects. And one of our projects was this podcast. So it's really nice to see our ideas come to life. Now that we've kind of introduced ourselves, uh, I would like to ask a question to everyone. How did you uh, get interested in computer science or like the tech industry as a whole? Um, anyone can jump in. Sure, I'll answer. So I first started computer science um, because I was always passionate about STEM in general. Um, through various extracurriculars that were STEM focused, I narrowed it down to technology. And I think one of the main reasons is just because it's so relevant and it's only going to continue being more relevant as time passes. Um, I think that especially with COVID happening, we've all witnessed like a new reliance on technology than ever before. Like, for example, I don't know what I'd do without video chat and like um, Zoom and all this virtual technology that keeps us connected. And um, seeing how beneficial computer science and technology can be for society as a whole, that that's what really got me into it. And then once I was 
into uh, computer science, I really started becoming more passionate about subfields. For example, machine learning and artificial intelligence is something I'm really interested in. That's so interesting. I like how you brought up the fact um, about COVID and how its impact uh, kind of pushed up technology and made us all like very reliant on uh, Zoom, FaceTime in order to keep that interaction between other people. Uh, so I kind of want to talk about how I got interested in computer science and it's not as, um, you know, it's not as innovative or interesting as yours, uh, your story, but I kind of got into computer science because I basically grew up around that. Um, my whole family is kind of in computer science, so I just watched them work a lot of times and, um, it kind of interested me, like, the whole science and STEM uh, field, I was really into that. I basically started like um, science fairs and uh, I had a lot of like projects within that. So my interest kind of grew on and then when my parents worked around me, so I saw their um, work and it really interested me to go into computer science. But I also had this like fascination with art and I really, I think of myself as a creative person or like somewhat artistic, artistic ability. So I really wanted to incorporate like that art plus like technology side. And I think I found the perfect way to do that at C4C as the design director. Um, yeah, so if anyone else wants to talk about their story. Hey guys, welcome to COVID for Community. I'm Ryan Baskos. So my mom is a nurse and my dad is in real estate and I'm into STEM. So it's, I'm basically the polar opposite. My background is basically the polar opposite of Tanisha's. So I didn't really get my passion for STEM from my environment or at least my family and my surroundings as much as Tanisha did. So I actually got my passion for computer science from my passion for engineering. You see, originally, like when I first got into middle school and high school, I wanted to be an engineer. I wanted to be an astronautical engineer to build rockets for NASA or SpaceX. No, I took classes in school like AP Chemistry that would get me more into engineering. Like as an astronautical engineer, you would need to know stuff about chemistry and chemical engineering if I were to work with thermodynamics and stuff like that. But... Uh, <laughs> I got into programming actually with a seventh grade computer science class in which I first learned about Scratch. And from there, I started to create some creative projects, you know, games, animation, stuff like that. And it was just so much fun to me. And over the summer of my sophomore year, I started programming a lot in Python. And that, I think, is what really got the ball rolling. I realized how much creative power I had in my hands with programming. You know, there was so much more I could do or I felt like I could do at the present moment with programming than I could with engineering. Even though I was a part of my school's first robotics team, I feel like I had a lot more fun as a programmer than I did as a mechanical engineer because with programming, I'm gonna be honest, I spent a lot more time actually intellectually solving problems and working with the mind rather than the body because you know I'm not really into that. Uh, more than engineering because 
I'm going to be honest, don't tell any of the guys in mechanical engineering, but it felt like half the time I was in Mechie, I was just looking for a, a missing screw or a missing screwdriver that was the only head that could fit the screw. I wasn't really into that. Although I do still like mechanical engineering for its, you know, its aspects of creativity and logic, but it feels like with programming, there's so much more you could do with it. You know? So the, my point is, from my background, I want people to know that you, know, you don't have to feel like you should be restricted to a concrete plan for your whole life. I think you, I think you should not be afraid to explore your creative passions, go on to scratch and realize that what you're doing is both fun and applicable in the, applicable in the real world and that you should really consider that as something you want to do in the future. So now for Coding for Community, um, I actually joined as an app developer because um, during my junior year, I started to get into app development because I felt like it was the next step up from Python. And, you know, I could still go into web development applications, but I thought that the App Store was a good place to start, at least for, you know, side projects and monetary stuff, you know, because apps make a lot of money and they're fun to make and play. So I got into coding for community as an app developer, but um, we weren't really getting that many projects, which is understandable, you know, because, you know, app development, I mean, not too many nonprofits need apps as much as websites. Some of them might have them for specific purposes, like maybe business transactions. Maybe Madhu could weigh in on this later, but anyway. Um, I decided that since there weren't too many apps going on, I thought I could start working on workshops. You know, that was actually considering the very first time I wanted to do a workshop, I wanted to do one with Suchito Rao because um, she was doing one on Python. And I thought, oh, I'll jump in on that because I wanted to train to create a Swift app development workshop because I'm really into app development. But then I realized that making workshops was just so fun, right? You can teach people about how passionate you are for something. And I was really inspired by that. So I wanted to continue pursuing that, you know, I have to say it, it was joy. I have to continue pursuing that joy and became a workshop coordinator so I could really be more involved in that process. So that's where I am now. I'm not done with my journey. I still want to keep going forward and improving. Hopefully I could get even more involved with coding for community in the future, doing stuff like this. Ryan, I think I like got emotional after hearing your entire speech. Like yes, that was so same. empowering. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, I know. Um, I definitely agree. Yeah, go ahead. I, I know nothing about STEM, to be honest. I joined coding for community just to be helpful in finance, but Ryan, your answer was amazing. I need to go learn coding. And anyone listening to this who doesn't know computer science yet, be like me and start learning after listening to Ryan. It's never too late to start, guys. That's a genuine fact. I agree. You know, if I wasn't already interested in CS, I think just hearing that answer would make me want to pursue it. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, I took on computer science I said that like my parents influenced me a lot but this like made me think wow like I I'm gonna start coding three more languages by tomorrow um yeah so uh you don't even need to know coding like right now as a high schooler if you're listening to this podcast you don't need to know how to code like 
four languages. You don't need to know all that. You can start learning whenever. Even if you uh, say you're not even in high school, you're like a college student, you're not even pursuing the same field um, or something like that. You can start whenever you want. Um, I know there's like there's like plenty of resources online that we can share later on in different episodes and stuff like that. I've also heard a lot of like uh, videos and stuff about how people um, wanted to transition into the tech industry after seeing all the benefits and um, their interests towards that. So definitely don't be discouraged right now if you aren't as experienced or um, you just don't know where to start, don't be discouraged. Join a nonprofit like ours or um, go online, do some projects, uh, figure it out slowly by slowly and you'll get there. Um, yeah, so does anyone have anything to add? I do. Um, honestly, it's super interesting, like when you said it's never too late to start, because I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I think that a lot of people have this like notion that you need to start really early. And I remember personally, a lot of my friends and my peers um, who I met in like CS competitions or research programs, like they've been coding since like fourth grade. And um, to be completely honest, I am not one of those people. People often think that just like since I started C4C, I've probably been coding for like the last 10 years. But the truth is, I started really recently. I started, I think, a little bit after my sophomore year was when I got like really serious into coding and computer science. And then the summer after my junior year, I did some very intensive like machine learning research with like Python and TensorFlow. And so my point is like, if you think it's too late, there is a 99.9% .9 chance that it is not too late. You should just start and just pursue what you're interested in and don't like make people make people like feel like make you think that you needed to start like so much earlier because you're probably exactly where you need to be yeah definitely um yes i i've seen so many people get discouraged i've had uh friends um from like outside of the organization tell me like they want to be a CS major in college, but they have no idea how to start coding, how to like get involved in CS. Um, and they're just kind of lost and they feel discouraged because um, they see all these other kids who are in like computer science clubs. They're like coding three apps. Um, they're getting like awards and stuff, um, especially, on LinkedIn if you have LinkedIn I'm sorry but that is the most toxic social media app there could be because everyone puts out this face of like I've done 400 million hours of like volunteering research and stuff like that like and you're just so discouraged like sophomore year I was like playing video games and like hanging out with my friends not like um hardcore researching and all that so don't be discouraged everyone starts from somewhere um, but yeah, I think I just went on a little trail of why LinkedIn is a terrible social media site. <laughs> I don't know if anyone wants to add on to that. Um, if we're like ranting right now, I just want to say really quickly, there, mechanical engineering is fantastic. And I apologize for rat, like for ragging on my Mackie friends because, oh my God, I'm so guilty. 
Mechanical engineering was fun. I'm not going to lie. I am just more passionate about coding and it fits more with my interests. All right. If any of you guys are mechanical engineers out there or considering a career in engineering in any broader field, please feel encouraged to do so. But I mean, <laughs> feel free to cut all this out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, was so I think we should keep that. this in because this is it's like this so out. funny. It's so I'm funny. I'm also in the same robotics program, and I was I did like one day in the Mech E team, and I swear all I did was like organize the nuts and bolts and like the screws. So I can definitely <laughs> see why we have like a hatred towards like the Mech E. Okay, maybe that's just our team though, because we're really disorganized. We are. Um, yeah, so, oh, I kind of want to talk about, like, robotics, actually. Um, robotics is, like, a good way to, like, um, be in a place where you can kind of do everything. Like, I was on the graphic design team, but I did, I felt like I did, like, a lot of things there that wasn't related to graphic design at all. Like, I would just be... Um, like communicating with my friends, like just kind of off by ourselves, kind of. Um, we would like create designs for t-shirts. Communicating by like just, um, I don't know, gossiping. <laughs> I don't know if I should say this like to the whole internet, but um, yeah. And we would like do kind of the dirty work of the Mech E team. And I don't know, it kind of was a little... Um, I don't know, it felt a little wrong that the girls in the team, which were like two of us, had to do like, had to like kind of do nothing or kind of the organization type work while like the, all, the other guys, they kind of just um, got to do all the fun stuff and hands-on to, and hands-on stuff like that. And I think that's kind of representative, representative of the whole like tech industry. Um, I know, Madhu, you might have some personal Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. We're going, we going on a tangent, but, you know, I think that's fine. I think that... I kind of like this tangent, though. Yeah, me too. Um, Tanisha, but, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, honestly, I've never been on a robotics team, like, one of the first, or, like, FRC teams. And to be honest, a big reason why is just because, like, when there's such a big gender gap, like... If I can just say, like, one field has possibly the biggest gender gap, I think it's technology. Just the fact that it's so, like, male-dominated. Um, I feel like that was one reason why I didn't get started earlier, because, like, all my female friends are going into, like, medicine or, like, design or law or something, and I had, like, no, Psychology, like, yes. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And I had, like, no female role models who are going into computer science. Um like, that being said, there are so many great organizations out there. Like, if you're a woman in STEM, like, listening to this, or a woman in computer science, there are so many. Like, Girls Who Code for me was, like, that turning point, and now I'm, like, the president of my school's Girls Who Code chapter. Like, I highly recommend. It's just, it's so inclusive. It's so great, and it takes away that edge that makes you feel like you're not one of the, like, um, individuals in that, I guess. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, there should be a lot more, like, girls in STEM organizations. Like, uh, you mentioned Girls Who Code, and um, one of my favorites is Girl Genius Magazine. I don't know if they, like, 
I think they do a lot of like STEM work and um, they have great resources. Like um, also I was at um, this girl con conference. I don't know. It was pretty fun. I, I loved it. So those like um, organizations, they really helped me like kind of find someone to like look up to. I see those like t Instagram takeovers and stuff like that. And finally, like, I could see someone who is working in the industry I want to work, I would like to work in, um, because there's, like, no girls in, in, like, computer science, STEM, nothing. Like, I'm going to talk about school for a little bit, a little bit, but, like, I'm in AP Physics C, and my class, I kid you not, there's three girls there's three girls including me and all they're all like all the guys are um are just like very nerdy and they kind of like go off to themselves i'm telling you like during class we play like anime music in the background i i cannot i'm like so out of place like me being kind of like this um art slash technology kid carrying a tote bag to class every day um drawing in my notebooks seeing this kind of atmosphere i feel so lost i just feel like displaced um yeah it's it's kind of funny but like i love it i just i don't know i just feel so like out of place uh can i say something really quick yeah um, I know you guys have talked about how girls don't really have a role model in STEM. And I think, like, unfortunately, that's sort of the reality of, you know, the tech industry in general. So with the lack of female role models, I know it's hard to say this, but I think that uh, girls should feel compelled to become role models for others. Because, like, I'm just going to give the example of robotic girls to become more involved in our team and to really take an active role in participating and um it'd be really great to have those female role models so that we could get more female team members in our teams and really diversify ourselves to show that we are open and we are against that stigma where you know women should not be in stem and that men should be you know we, re we really want to combat that ourselves but being guys it's hard to represent girls so we really want girls to step up. We want you guys to follow people like Tanisha and Madhu and really take action for yourselves. So I just want to show my support for that and for you guys. Thank you, Ryan. I feel like every time I hear you talk like, and you just like kind of go off on your own, it just feels like I'm being motivated. I'm being like empowered. Um, it's truly great. Uh, also, I kind of want to include Ian on this conversation because we talked a lot about being like interested in STEM, but he comes from like a finance background. So I would like to hear his like perspective on this whole conversation. So for the record, um, I'm not a STEM nerd like everyone else, like my fellow um, hosts on this. But with overall, um, everyone should go for what they want to do. Like I come from a like finance background, but if wherever you believe in, go for it. That's really all I have to say for the record. So no one thinks I'm not talking. Yeah. Um, 
see there's like plenty of ways you can like get in the tech industry i feel like like finance um that's like a big portion and you know you need to know how to like market yourself in like today's world i think that's the biggest key um like okay me bringing up linkedin again but people on there they really know how to market themselves they're they do everything in their power to like seem like they do the most like work and it feels like they like each member on linkedin it feels like they have won the nobel peace prize themselves and they're like talking about their achievements awards skills it, it really like i don't know if it empowers me or just kind of like gets to me a little bit um my rant on linkedin is i don't know i could just go on for days um but yeah and in this world we need to know how to market ourselves that's how um i think that's how like women in stem also like kind of push for themselves they like they know how to market themselves because i feel like women in stem have to take the extra mile take the extra step to seem better than their like male counterpart um yeah i don't know if you guys want to add on to that i don't know do you guys also hate linkedin or is it just me am i the only one who hates for LinkedIn? The record, this i don't podcast? have linkedin i don't have linkedin for good the record. i only have facebook and instagram and facebook is just a whole nother story i think we should collectively as generation z ban facebook like we should not Facebook's not that bad accounts. facebook's not that I, bad for family stuff tell me i'm wrong okay, i only have families, it for family okay i understand your argument here but here's the thing it's slightly scary how much information facebook holds i know facebook also bought instagram which i am an active user of instagram so i should be afraid of that yeah but like but google takes family... the same data take google takes the same data as facebook they're the top two biggest advertising platforms Facts. i i feel are you gonna okay, stop using just... google chrome okay here's the thing <laughs> google <laughs> what do we do on google we have like work related stuff right but facebook we we're like posting <laughs> pictures of our family like it's so like unsafe and watching our Can aunt's you... political rants <laughs> i this is like my job the rant organizer organizer i don't know and ryan's but, the tech talk or the ted talk person yeah oh my gosh me do. um Hey. We're talking we about Facebook. We just went Facebook. on a rant. Okay, but Tanisha, where is my mom gonna find videos of my 11-year-old self playing on the beach with my little brother? Like, that's how, what Facebook is for. They bring how is my mom going to embarrass on... me? Okay, hold on. It's kind of scary how your mom, like, first took that and directly posted on, it on Facebook instead of posting it or, like, um, placing it in her files or Google Drive or some kind of thing because okay, like I have an my... argument to that. Okay, hold on, hold on. Like I have all my old pictures, videos on Google Photos and it reminds us like on this day like this many years ago this happened. So, I don't know. Facebook, 
here's here's my perspective like if you are putting your entire family your house maybe like even a little bit of your background on Facebook people can tell like where exactly you live like your entire life story from that and okay maybe this hatred for Facebook stems from for something like more deeper I just kind of hate the people who, who use it which is like that boomer like age hate range. my mom <laughs> no 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 I don't hate, you hate my Kanisha, dad how dare you? okay can I um, give my argument my parents did nothing to you okay here's the thing I think this is coming from a different I hate the okay I don't know how to explain I hate the parents who like post everything on Facebook like so you hate my mom it'll be like no 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 it'll be like it'll be <laughs> like oh you. my my son got his first bad grade that's what um, my mom does what so punishment how? should I <laughs> give him like that is the type of people I hate this is the this is who I can't stand not I feel like I feel like it's different. I don't know how to explain it. There's just for something director, about Tanisha's this being that mean just to all parents right. out there. For the record, I feel like if I'm if this is going to be posted, it's going to be taken out of context, and I am going to be canceled somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tanisha, I do think, however, I do think though that like your point is valid to like not just Facebook because yeah, like there's definitely the moms out there who post every little thing and there's definitely data privacy concerns but if you think about it like the stuff like we do on like tiktok and instagram is not that much better you know what i mean yeah so, I, I, yeah, I have an argument to add on to my do so is, how is it different than i put all my like volunteer stuff like code for community on my facebook bar then if i put it on my instagram bio i have it on both bios how is it different like i, I meant- think how? That is the difference, though. There How is, is a difference it different than I put my high school on my Facebook profile <laughs> I feel like I'm being yelled and my at high school on my Instagram bio? <laughs> How is it different? And because, it's called showing okay. off to the family when you post stuff on Facebook. That's why it's called. Exactly. That I hate that culture. Like, why do we feel the need as humans to, like, show off? This is why I hate To be proud of ourselves? This, okay, this is... Okay, this is all where it stems. I hate when people show off to others because then it makes other people feel bad. Maybe this is the whole reason why I hate LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, I think Instagram... But LinkedIn is important to the professional career. It's like how you find jobs and stuff. I feel like it's very fake. I feel like it's very, like, altered. It, okay, the people... think. Let's think about it. Like, who, who uses... It's mainly the CS and... Mm technological like industry right so someone just said sounds like Tanisha's being a little too personal okay you know what let's continue okay um yeah I feel like those are the main people who use it so it feels like in order to like kind of push themselves as being the top one percent they feel the need to show off their certain skills but here's the thing we can't measure we can't measure everyone's skills like say someone a person a has this set of skills person b might have the same background but they might have like altered skills so you can't really compare them and i feel like industries do that a lot and it should be canceled i don't know you guys tell me 
where I'm coming at. I think you're right because, um, well, okay, I kind of disagree, but I kind of agree too. And that's because it's two sides of the same coin, if you really think about it. Like, obviously on social media, like, what you see can stray from reality. Like, on Instagram, people, like, edit their lives so much to make it seem like they're perfect in every way. And on LinkedIn, they show, like, only the best and not, like, the worst. And that's reasonable because you can't really expect people to show their weaknesses on this massive networking site where we're like recruiters and like companies and there's so many people watching you. So I do think that like the simple scale of it makes it hard to be really truthful to reality. And like, I'm not saying they lie about it, but they definitely only show the positive and not the negative. I think, yeah, I think I agree with that too. Like it's on every like social media platform, like on Instagram, you might like Facetune or Photoshop your pictures in order to show like every like or perfect your like perfect your like flaws and stuff but I feel like LinkedIn it's just so different like I've seen I I'm not talking about like professionals I'm talking about like high school students like I feel like they fake it so much okay, like I, they I say don't they're have president LinkedIn or anything mm-hmm so explain to me how I should, why I shouldn't get LinkedIn. Okay. I don't, I don't know how to explain why I have this hatred for LinkedIn. But here's what I'm going to say. I go on to LinkedIn to look at resources. As a high school student, I look at resources like um, different conferences, um, live streams I can look at, or any events. I like look at that so I can get more um, experience, more knowledge about a topic. Okay, but uh, I can see I say people something? with like, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm, let me bring this back to this one point. There are some kids who are literally like underclassmen, high schoolers, okay? And they have like 500 connections. I don't know if this, is, this applies to any of you. I hope I don't at you directly, but I just think like, how is that possible? Like, it just, I don't know. It seems a little unrealistic to me. Okay, can I say something? How is LinkedIn different than, like, niche? Like, that um, college or any college, like, recruiting website. Like, I, I can name a bunch. And there's even one just for sports because I'm in cross-country. Explain to me how LinkedIn is worse than those. I think there are two different types of sites. Like, I don't know how like you could compare niche to LinkedIn because niche has like a database where you search like colleges and they do have like reviews. Like people can post a review on there, like the students there or people who have, who've had like bad experiences, they can leave a review on there. And I think LinkedIn is just so different from niche or like any other college platform wow, this episode came from, like, what C4C is to why we hate LinkedIn. And I think that is kind of representative of what kind of content you will be getting from us. Very random content than you signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's, yeah. Ryan's TED Talks, Tanisha's rants, and Madhu not talking. In my life. No, Madhu, okay, here's what Madhu is. She brings everyone back to the topic. You know, when I was um, talking about, like, why I hate LinkedIn, she directly brought it back to the tech industry and, um, 
like cs like she like put it right back to place and my brain is so unorganized like i will literally be talking about the most random topic like how i i don't even know how i brought linkedin into this like mess i don't know so i think mother does like a really good job <laughs> at tying back like what we were talking about before you know i think that's like the kind of person i am like in group projects and stuff like i'm that person who brings it back to the point and mostly just because i'm very grade obsessed but i think that speaks to me and yeah for sure like ryan's ted talks and like this like this episode should be called like going off of a tangent or something like that or Definitely. how crazy c4c actually is featuring tanisha no i'm telling you i think it was a mistake for mother to let me into this organization and have like a board position because have you seen me I'll like take her board i am disagree <laughs> hey i'll i'll going to be taking it. away my position after this episode she will be taking it away because <laughs> i can go from literally talking about our organization to like talking about why linkedin is bad why social media is bad why the world is terrible like i will jump from different points and i think it does kind of bring back it kind of makes sense why i'm like the design director because most of our like responsibilities are like brainstorming other projects like what we thought the design team would be would be like um literally just like designing apps and websites but here i am making a whole po- podcast and like different posters and i'm like talking to community engagement i'm talking to social media like you know what i did i had an among us game as a mixer for the commu- or for like oh that was community. a crazy event this is the type of person i am i'm very like i like to do things that are not what are i don't i don't think we should have let that happen like i don't know i just I just kind of go off, you know? So, yeah. You know, but Tanisha, I do think that like this podcast in general as well as like you're going off on a tangent and all of our going off on a tangent is like really like representative of like who we are at C4C. And like I don't mean that in like we go off on tangents every day, but I mean that we're just very like unconventional and we're out of the box and I think that that's one thing that makes us like successful like the fact that we aren't afraid to try new things and like i mean the idea of c4c itself is not your like average nonprofit like it's just unique and like we are unique and our community is is very unique and the people we're not like other nonprofits <laughs> exactly yeah i like how you brought see she brings everything back to the point like we had a topic on our list like talk about why we are different and this is exactly what she did she brought it back to the point um yeah so like c4c we aren't like a normal like tech or computer science organization we bring it to different projects and stuff like that so um yeah we we really need to wrap up this okay, podcast so, so if you guys want to join our crazy uh, community kind of family like in this podcast you can check out our applications on our instagram which is @codyforcommunity or our website codyforcommunity.com 
and just apply for whatever teams you want. We already mentioned them earlier in this episode. I know it feels like forever ago listening to Tanisha. <laughs> but make sure to apply if you guys want to join and continue listening to this episode. Do you guys have any ending remarks? Uh, could I say something really quick? Another TikTok? <laughs> no, I just, I just don't want our crazy opinions aka tenacious to misrepresent our work you know yes because disclaimer this does not represent go after tanisha only yeah C4C it's not just liable. a personal opinion whatever i no. said it was just a personal opinion i um as like a member a board member of c4c <laughs> we don't hate linkedin i don't even hate linkedin i just legal dislike it yeah, legal LinkedIn. i don't want mark zuckerberg coming after me saying why do you hate facebook um i don't hate the art i hate the people okay okay wait quote, no, okay? no 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 okay just what? Okay, just a legal was... disclaimer go after tanisha only just as a yeah. finance and legal team, exactly. team member of Cody for Committee, I have to say, only go after Tanisha. Sorry, Tanisha. Yeah, legally. As Tanisha like, Nike, don't go after me. Go after people. <laughs> I don't know. Just don't come after me personally. I could say, you know, I love LinkedIn. I love how you can find resources. I love <laughs> Facebook. Okay. 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 Communicate I, with people. To whoever applies, I will make sure you guys can. If you guys come and apply, make sure to request to roast Tanisha, you know, connect you to her. Okay, no, we do not condone bullying, okay? That is okay, wait, not can I, who we can are. Can I say my thing? Yes, please. I never got to say my thing. Okay, so what I actually wanted to say was, okay, I mean, legally, we should first cover this. Like, Tanisha's opinions do not represent our nonprofit. Yes. Tanisha's opinions not. represent Tanisha. Yeah, Ryan's TED, but, Ryan's TED Talks yeah. represent him, even though they're very good. Yeah. yeah, that too. But what I really wanted to say is, um, I wanted to make Tanisha's personal opinions a strength, because even though we do have our own personal lives, we have our own passions, we have our own paths in life, things that we are passionate about, we don't let those differences get in the way of our work and I our common, united front we, we to are like a help family. nonprofits because in the end that's our goal right yeah that's we are, a common goal that all of us want to follow all right so, ryan may yeah. i add on to what you said so we are like a family at cody for committee we bully each other and go around like tanisha did which again that's her opinions please do not go after anyone else in this podcast or the organization but please come over and apply and join this crazy of an organization <laughs> Well, in a good way. You're not going to regret it. <laughs> well, only if you work on our Tanisha's team. I'm just kidding. Okay. You'll love it. <laughs> I think there is a difference Come between finance. legally telling everyone that my opinion is my own and then bullying me about it. Okay, so let's let's just say my I think everyone's opinions are valid, okay? That was just my opinion you guys got a taste of. Um, this does not represent our entire... Uh, community we have like so many volunteers worldwide so please don't make this seem like everyone at c4c hates linkedin and facebook 
We it's don't. not true. Can I just? I don't even hate it. I, I do not hate <laughs> Facebook, and I'm the volunteer manager, so I'll make sure you, I'll reject anyone who hates them. I'm just kidding. I also want to say I am a hypocrite. Okay, I say I hate LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn account. Okay, so <gasps> don't. Oh, how dare that you? That could be like our thumbnail. How, how dare, dare you? I just don't like the culture that LinkedIn promotes for youth. Yeah, like for the youth, okay? I don't, I'm not a professional. I don't have opinions of LinkedIn for professionals. Um, That is all, that's all I would want to say, yeah. Going back a little to like Ryan's point, um, like the fact that we have so many like opinions and so many like, so much diversity is what makes us like interesting as an organization. Like, Tanisha very clearly expressed her dislike of LinkedIn, but I see it in the other way. I honestly, like, love a lot of the culture that LinkedIn promotes, like, the whole idea of, like, being young but trying to be successful. Like, I know that I'm 16, and I know that a lot of people are going to say, like, your LinkedIn is, like, way too, like, um, it's, like, too full for someone who's still in high school. But, like, my personal opinion on that is, like, if you're going to be successful, you got to start young, you got to start networking, you got to network with, like, like-minded individuals. And so that's my opinion on LinkedIn, personally. Yeah. Also, let me just preface this. Like, I don't hate LinkedIn. I actually want to promote it. But I just, I just dislike the untruthfulness of, the, of LinkedIn. But I definitely agree with Mother. Like, it's a perfect way to find resources to like encourage others to take on uh, projects and stuff like that. We even promote on LinkedIn, so I can't hate it. But I just dislike some of the aspects. But yeah, we really need to wrap this up. So if you want more content like that of us having a debate on whether LinkedIn is beneficial for the youth, um. You should definitely follow, subscribe, wherever, whenever, I don't know. Um, but yeah, do you guys any? Do you guys have any like concluding thoughts? Let's not start another debate, okay? No. Um, a very non-controversial, hopefully non-controversial closing thought. Um, it was super great like today just to have our first kickoff podcast. And I just want to let you guys know that in the future, it's not just going to be us same four people like doing our same debates on LinkedIn and Facebook and a bunch of super random things. We're also going to be having guest speakers and hopefully there are people that you will recognize and um, will find helpful. So definitely um, tune in to our next ones as well. And then um, make sure to check out our Instagram at Coding for Community for updates on our podcast and everything. And if you guys want to, again, as I said, if you guys want to join either finance, design, or any or pretty much any of our teams, please apply. We appreciate all new volunteers, but no promises that Tanisha won't roast you or go off on a rant on you. Also, don't be shy in applying. Uh, it's a perfect way to get volunteer hours, uh, especially during, during the school year. I know everything has transitioned online, so it's like literally the best way to get volunteer hours. And, um, and it can help you get more experience in CS. And more opportunities open up. Like I first started as a finance member beyond Lost, but after a while, I was able to also become the volunteer manager in a in a per in um 
someone who put in some effort into this podcast you're listening to. So there are plenty of opportunities in Coding for Community. You're not just stuck in the one team you apply for the first time. Definitely. Um, yeah, for sure. Your, I think pa- that, your path starts today. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking that, like, I feel like we can all, like, um, attest to the fact that there's so much chance to, like, move up the ladder, if that makes sense. Like, in a lot of nonprofits, like, once you join as a volunteer, you're going to be, like, the same level for the next year or so. But, like, I can promise that is not the case for Coding for Community. We're still a really young organization. We're still growing a lot. There are always new positions and leadership opportunities and board positions that are opening up. So, like, none of the work you do is going to go unnoticed. Like, that's my biggest motto, like, as a leader, as an executive director. I really, really think that you should always have a chance to, like, move up and, like, have your work impact a larger scale of people if you're so passionate and, like, have the work ethic for it. So, yeah. yeah, To add add on to what Madhu said, there are plenty of opportunities. And Code for Community, as a student-led organization, we are very open to everyone and everything. And you can grow very quickly as a person joining us. And we are very nice people and everything. You won't regret applying. Also, I just want to add on, um, please continue uh, listening to our other episodes. This is our first episode. Uh, we will be coming out with new episodes. Uh, and no promises that Nisha will have a rant. No promises she will not rant in those yeah, episodes. I've, I'm so sorry to people who have to edit this podcast. Um, yeah, we're sorry. Yeah, if you want to see more entertaining content like this, uh, please subscribe um, However, to platform any platforms. To. <laughs> yeah, wherever you're Apple, listening to. Google, anywhere you're listening to, subscribe, like follow, especially Spotify, Apple Podcasts. This will be on all of the major podcasting platforms. And I'm pretty sure also sure uh, uh, our Instagram and our website <coughs> both are coded for community, but our website is codedforcommunity.com. Also, if you guys have any more topics and stuff like you want us to talk about, DM us and... Uh, or email us at yeah. hello at codyforcommunity.org. Is that right, Madhu? Yeah, yeah, that's right. All give right. us a topic uh, and we'll we rant and on it. Yeah, give Tamisha <laughs> yes. many more topics to rant on, but leave a disclaimer that will be only her personal opinion and give Ryan more TED Talk topics. Exactly. Yeah, okay, gas, thank no you breaks, guys no for listening. <laughs> thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time on Code with the Flow.